0: Today's episode, we're here to talk the Suns series with the Pelicans without Booker so far, Uh, Philadelphia 76ers' possible collapse against Toronto, Uh, Boston sweeping Brooklyn, many, many more, uh, as well as some trivia sprinkled in at the end, of course. Next.
1: Welcome back to the Two-Pointers Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Trevor. And we're still in the first round of the NBA playoffs. We've got one team's moved on, right? Just one. Congratulations to the Boston Celtics. The, uh, the sweep we did not pick. That's for sure. <laughs> the only the, We picked a lot of sweeps, and there was only one burn out. Um, and it was to wipe the Brooklyn Nets, who we both had winning the NBA championship at the beginning of the season. Uh, right of court. Now, that was a very different Brooklyn Nets team that we picked to win the championship, but nonetheless...
0: Yeah, it's fun. The NBA playoffs are unpredictable, and they continue to be, so that's for sure. We knew this year was going to be so much fun, which is why I think it's funny that you brought up the sweep first. Uh, We're going to talk about the series that we definitely all, as the community and the world, picked as the sweep. And it's currently, as of last night, it was tied 2-2, and now it's 3-2 Phoenix. So we're going to talk a couple thoughts. Last week was more of just a general overview of the series because we knew nothing so far. Um, And I can assure you, based on my watching, uh, that was the most games I had watched Uh, obviously in a week this year because it's the playoffs uh, but I have a lot more thoughts and then it wouldn't be a two-pointers podcast episode without some questions so I've got a question or two for each team that'll kind of uh, tailor the conversation to where we are with some of these teams uh, so I'm just gonna ask you the question first I don't normally do that but I'm gonna ask you a question with Phoenix New Orleans and we can go from there okay. uh, about some of the details Despite the fact that it is 3-2 and they have to go win in New Orleans, are the Suns still the favorite to win it all? Yes. Um, I'm going to go see. with most
1: of the struggles are as a result of an injured poker.
0: Yeah, I guess he did go down and then the Pelicans were able to take advantage of the series. I guess my point is, is is this the best possible matchup for the Pelicans? Like, Are they the team that could just give them too much trouble? Obviously, there's a lot of other better teams by record and by seeding. But the Pelicans, if you look across the board, match up really, really well against the Suns, which is crazy to think they were a play team and now the eight seed. Are you worried about game five or six? Six, sorry. Are you worried about game six in New Orleans?
1: I mean, like, can I see New Orleans winning it at this point? Sure. Um, they're an incredibly talented team. Brandon Ingram was reminding everyone who they forgot about all year long. They win it, sure. I don't see New Orleans going into Phoenix and winning Game Seven. Uh, I don't see a fully healthy Suns team if Booker comes back to play, losing to New Orleans. Um, I think it's one of those early first-round struggles. It doesn't really impact how I see their ability to get through the Western Conference. Um, I always, I have thought since we start the beginning of the playoffs that a potential NBA Finals with Boston might be razor-thin, but.
0: So that's the thing that's interesting about the Suns. They all year were the team that was the deepest, and yet they lose their best player, not saying that they can't win without him. They should be able to. Like, they're the deepest team in the playoffs, and I don't think it's particularly close. And they lose their best player, even though Chris Paul is the heart and soul of the team, obviously, as, as the lead uh, point guard and captain. I just, I'm just shocked that this Pelicans team, who also has their depth, don't get me wrong, But they're giving them this much trouble when the Suns should be able to be like, all right, next man up. That was how they took care of it last year. And I'm just, I'm a little hesitant. Now I'm with you. It's hesitancy, but it's not, I'm going to over, what am I looking for word-wise? I'm not going to overcomplicate it. The Falcons just gave them the heck of a series. And I think that's just a testament to what Willie Green has done coaching-wise. But Bridges has been the Suns' X factor. and. I don't think it's particularly close. He's been unbelievable. Obviously, he had 31 last night, but um, there's a reason he was a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year, and he showed it this series so far. Um, I just it's the Pelicans are doing one thing really well, and I, I, I tried to just do this big statistical deep dive, see if there's something they're doing that I'm not missing in the eye test. And literally, the only stat that they're doing that's not average or below average in the playoffs this year amongst a conglomerate of all the teams, is that they're second in free throw attempts per game with 30. 30. (laughs) They are attacking the Suns and forcing them into places where they're going to have to make their free throws and the Pelicans shoot the free throw uh, very poorly. They shoot 74% from the free throw line these playoffs. So they're attempting 30, and they're only making 74 of them and have won two games. So it's quite the head-scratcher. I just... I am at least a little hesitant. I'm not saying Phoenix can't get it done. They, I think they rest Booker the rest of the series. They move on uh, and they try to take care of whoever whoever wins between this disgusting Dallas Utah series. So, yeah. if New Orleans wins game 6, um and Booker Devin Booker back. is good enough to go, they play can camp. Yeah, you can't rest him in a game 7. I was saying that assuming they win tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, for those that might not know, too, we're recording this uh, with some things that we actually wanted to wait a little bit just to see how the playoffs were to play out with some of these series. Uh, we had a couple things contradict. So we are recording this on Wednesday. So you'll either see this really late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. Uh, but our thoughts don't change based on the fact that there's series that may conclude on Friday. It's just the fact of where we are on Wednesday, the 27th of April. Um, I do have to give a shout out to, to Alvarado, by the way. It was just been unbelievable. Just giving Chris Paul, like who's and Chris Paul, grin has played really well, stepping up in Booker's absence. Twenty points, uh, over ten assists. I believe it's a steal and a quarter for Chris Paul. But Alvarado is just like if you really watch, the, and this is when I you guys hear me all the time talk about the eye test. And if you just watch Alvarado, spend three minutes. When he plays in like the middle of the second or like the end of the third, like he does a lot for their rotations, spend three minutes just watching Alvarado play. It is honestly the most it's the most hysterically mind boggling thing because he just disrupts everything. So I was never a fan of him when he played for GT um, in college because
1: of how annoying it was to play GT. <laughs> That's right. The Alvarado there He was
0: very good. Um, very good at defense very yeah So, yeah he was unbelievable so quickly before we move on um, two things one there was a video of Booker walking off the floor after the exciting close win uh, on Tuesday night uh, there was a moment where he was yelling back and it looked like he may have said it was super far away so you obviously NBA Twitter's to aggregate everything like that but it looked like he might be saying I'm back I'm back y'all, you know, y'all getting too excited whatever um Adrian Wojnarowski, we don't normally live report stuff, but obviously this because this podcast will go out later, but this will influence our thoughts we just talked about. Uh, Phoenix Suns all-star guard Devin Booker hamstring strain is progressing toward return uh, soon, including the possibility of soon as game six or seven of this playoff series versus New Orleans. Uh, He's expected to initially be listed out as Thursday, but will change status potentially. So, well, all the stuff we just said, just remember that that tweet went out 30 seconds after we just talked about it. So. Um, there's the answer on Booker. I think they could still win the series without him, though. Well, as the resident Utah Jazz fan of the show, I'm just okay. Kidding. Why does everyone keep I'm calling me that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, there has been some things. Resident that have Rudy Gobert fan. That's fair. So there's I'm been Quinn some. Siner. There's been some things happening uh, since then. Since we talked last, since last week, uh, Donovan Mitchell had some MRIs that were negative. Uh, but did not look good walking off after game five. Uh, The series I think right now is currently 3-2 Dallas. So uh, the Jazz are a dysfunctional mess. Yeah. Where are you right now? I don't really know. I don't want to ask the question first again. Like I don't think it makes sense. But I guess what's your – after we've seen a couple of thoughts uh, from this series or a couple things from this series, where are your thoughts right now on this series from either side of the ball? You can start with one or the other. Have you ever seen
1: a player look like they just don't want to be out there more than Donovan Mitchell has for Utah this series?
0: Yeah, no, I I have. It was Donovan Mitchell last year. I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, I that's my biggest thought. Like I don't want to I don't want to touch any of the Utah offseason stuff with a 35-foot pole because we're going to spend a month and a half on but it. But it's
1: not even as much an offseason thing as much as it's a the apparent issues that are becoming very clear on and off the court with Utah are impacting things now. It's Donovan Mitchell doesn't clearly doesn't get along with Rudy Gobert. Uh, there's been rumors of that for two years, and it's very clear at this point. He never throws in the ball, despite the fact that Gobert continues to be the most efficient scorer on the floor for Utah this series. They, it's the rest of the teams, just not producing. Mitchell doesn't look like he wants to be there. Uh, there's rumors everywhere that Quinn Snyder's job is gone. We're just waiting on the conclusion of the series. Utah's in complete turmoil. I mean, that's why they lost by 25 to Dallas in this last game. A Dallas who
0: did has not needed Luka Doncic. I just don't understand. Like, I'm trying to th- sit back here and think, what legitimately happens from a media standpoint if the Jazz win this series? Like, it's almost worse if they win this series versus lose because the losing is impending. Like, it, it's impending. The mm. imploding is impending. And I just, at this point, I don't know who's going to be a Utah Jazz next year. I don't know if Quinn is going to be there. I don't know if Mitchell Mitchell's going to be there. I don't know if Rudy Gobert's going to be there. And like I said, that's why I don't want to touch of that. Well, I can tell you, for one, if they don't win the fall.
1: series, Quinn Snyder's not going to be there. As great of a coach as I think he is. 100%. Um, you know my opinions on where I'd like to see him
0: go if he's not in Utah. Well, and... <laughs> And regardless of that, like, transitioning from the defensive part of Quinn Sider, who's really, really great coach, I do agree with you there. What I'm struggling with, again, is the same deadbeat argument I'm so sick of talking about, because I'm the one that talks about it every year, is like, people were finding a way to pick on Rudy Gobert. Luca comes back from a hamstring so injury. they're not picking on Rudy Gobert. That's every time. People keep telling him. me that. Luka like, picked I- him out, like, to the three-point line multiple times last night and just absolutely made him look silly. Like most of the scoring being done on
1: Gobert is because the rest of the Jazz players aren't giving an effort on defense or can't help with the Dallas guards. I'm not that's why, like, Rudy Gobert is being left to guard two people. They're playing, oh, Rudy will stop them. That's the kind of basketball they've been playing, and it's not working, it's not helping. Kind of, he gets the blame for a lot of this, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, admittedly, he's not the greatest on the outside, but
0: he's not. Switch back,
1: Uh,
0: yeah, (laughs) switch Uh, back. They've never, they've never been a switchable team, but this year, Lucas specifically, and like I said, if they move on, like I, I can only imagine the kind of things Chris Paul's going to do to them. I actually want to flip side, since we're just going to talk about the defense of Quinn Snyder, the defense of the Jazz, I actually want to give a defensive shout-out to a team that we have disrespected for a while. Um, the Mavericks, obviously, we, we went into this season and we're like, wow, this roster just sucks, and they obviously did some things at the deadline, they've improved around the edges, and they look really good. Um, so I'm going to bring up two things. Uh, one of them is my question. The other one is, can you guess right now who is second in offensive rating in the playoffs? Is it Jalen Brunson? I'll give you a hint. They're on the Dallas Mavericks, and no, it's not Jalen Brunson.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Um, offensive rating?
0: hmm Dwight Powell? It's Reggie Bullock. <laughs> Reggie! Reggie's playing, Reggie's playing 42 oh. minutes. Reggie's playing 42 Hard. minutes a game. I'm not touching that. Reggie's, Reggie's doing. <laughs> Reggie's playing 42 minutes a game, per second. Wow. Here. I want. I want to like let that settle. And you mentioned. Well, I thought you just said you want to talk about defense. Let's talk about the other side of the ball for a second with Reggie Bullock. Um, he has been the most quality player for the Mavericks statistically. He's fourth in defensive rating in the entire playoffs. Good for him. And the the Mavericks are fifth in defensive rating at 109. So they. I will say, this is a a semi-small apology for me because I think they're a really, really good team now. Like I I think they're working together better than I think we thought, and I I will give myself a pat on the back for this. I think it's a testament to Jason Kidd because he's just been an unbelievable leader and coach for this team um, with the adversity of Luka for them to stay in this series and then turn around and be dominating 3-2. And I say dominating 3-2 because I really don't think this series is close. And we both picked the Jazz, so that's kind of tough. But um, I didn't the see this the coming. I didn't either, <laughs> but I also, to be fair, I also didn't think. I was, I just didn't believe in this Mavericks roster. I I didn't see enough. Like I thought, Jalen Brunson was going to have to do it all, and in three games, he changed it. my mind. I don't either, and that's great because I think that's going to transition to my question for you: Is assuming the Suns advance, what percentage chance do the Mavericks have to upset them and make the West Finals? Fifteen. <laughs> okay normally you give me these normally you give me these like haphazard lazy answers to these questions but 15 sound like you've been thinking about that you've really been thinking about that question and i didn't even and i thought I, I, about be, it for about three seconds to be clear to be clear listeners i the whole point of the question part of these our show is i don't tell him any of these right I, wow It's okay. my way of saying i definitely 15. could see it but I, too. I don't think it will. <laughs> I could too. That's why I ask you the question, because I think there's nothing, nothing else interesting about this series that's pertinent to right now. Everything else matters in the future. Um, I, just, I definitely could see matters? it. I don't, I'm don't. i not picking it. I don't think it will, but I could see it. My problem is this: this is this, the Jazz offseason conversation will happen for sure. I think the Mavericks offseason conversation is going to be just as interesting because they have a lot of contract stuff they got to figure out with Brunson, yeah. as well as, though, gonna if this team him. is this good, though, if this team's this good right now, like with the pieces that they have that we both think is not very good, like I guess they think they can just try to run this back again with a healthy Luca and have him run try to run for MVP. I just I just don't understand what the next three years of the Dallas Mavericks looks like. I don't think they understand what the next twelve months looks like. That's the well. Issue I think me. the biggest step from them was the moving Kristaps piece.
1: Like that was ending the donchich Porzingis um, partnership. Definitely weight off the shoulder. Even Jason could couldn't get to work. They ended it, and things got a lot better for Dallas once they did. They didn't work together. I, I think Kristaps Porzingis is awesome, um, because it clearly things worked when he was there and Luca wasn't. I think he's great. It's just weirdly that didn't work together. Uh, Doncic and Brunson seem to work together quite well. Uh, they're gonna have to pay him a lot of money. Yep, a lot of money. Same way it's it's a similar situation to what Charlotte's stuck in, where Miles Bridges is gonna get a lot of money. <laughs>
0: Well, so can that's I say awesome. the issue, though, is Bruns mm-hmm. is, un- is unrestricted, so it's even more complicated. Yeah. So that, again, why I said I Whoa, think was Dallas it was will
1: he be- a second round pick. Is that why he
0: was? That's okay. correct. So that's why I mentioned that Utah's watch is the be second round, round thing. And then Dallas's conversation is going to be just as complicated. Like it's going to be confusing and what they do around the edges and how they—I mean—they obviously don't move Bullock now. I, he was a movable piece going into the off and then he played like this. I don't see them moving him at all now. But it's stuff like that around the edges where you have to go. Hmm. Does Dwight Powell have a full? have a role here long term. Maybe not. Does this guy? Does that guy? Mm-hmm. Then you make. Then Dwight you make Powell a has to because who else is going to play? That like they don't have any other bigs. I know, and that's the part. That's the part. The only big
1: on the team, and he's not that big. I mean, Bobon's there, but.
0: He got a standing ovation. In he's you. a
1: <laughs> – Bobon 100%. Marjanovic is a locker room uh, oh, yeah. fun guy. Who's the – he's the – sure. he's, uh, he's what you call a team chemistry guy. It's not going to help you on the
0: court, but – Homework. Go look up the uh, Tobias Harris and Boban uh, YouTube highlights for those that might not know that relationship. All right. I'm going to swiftly transition us to Golden State-Denver for two reasons. One, uh, I legitimately have nothing written down, and that's not a joke. That's not a testament to – Denver you know, won. Denver Again. won, but like the series still sucks. It's boring, and Golden State's just getting tooled you know, correctly at the right time. I don't think this is even full strength. Golden State, is Steph's coming back, they're going to try to play their death lineup out the gates in Game 5 tonight. I, I'll be honest with you. I have nothing to ask you other than is, is Denver's roster outside of Jokic the worst in NBA playoff history? I don't know about the worst in playoff history. I'm not going to be that bold. Um, but they're bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really bad. I mean, I
1: mean, option number two is Monty Morris. And option number three
0: is Aaron Gordon. either Aaron Gordon or Bones Island. Or Will Barton, which is even sadder. <laughs> yeah. And I, look, I ask you that partly as a joke, but I also ask you that as – um, I when I tell you I have nothing written down for this series, I went, I did the Steph thing off memory. I did the Steph thing, or I did the uh, lineup of death that they're trying to do again off of memory. I I just I've watched thirty minutes of this series. I'll just be upfront. I won't lie to the people. Um, I, I, we, I call mean, call we all it. thought
1: Golden State was gonna
0: kind of roll this thing over. It's just been much as I love Nico
1: Series. It's one guy against the most, some of the most lethal shooters in the NBA all on one team.
0: Yeah, I watched, to be clear, the 30 minutes I did watch was the Jordan pool. I started seeing tweets about him having, like, 15 or 20, and that started turning into that. He ended up having, like, 35. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't have anything about this series. I'm sorry for Jokic. Obviously, I feel terrible. He's going to win the MVP. and he's Still the MVP. Supporting cat. Yeah, he still, obviously, rego season award. He's going to win it regardless. But, it, it just sucks because they really got to get the Jamal Murray and Porter Jr. thing figured out. Like they Next year, they're going to be insane. And I, But when we go to do our Western Conference yeah. preview, I'm going to be so hesitant to put them anywhere in the top four. I'm just going to be honest with you. Well, if it's we're going to have to
1: wait to see what like the offseason in of Denver will be interesting, Jamal Murray will be back next season. 100%. Um, he's going to be fine. Will Michael Porter Jr. be a member of the Denver Nuggets? It's a key offseason conversation that we're going to have later. So,
0: will someone take him on a four-year deal? Left. That's my problem. One hundred and eighty million. It's tough. There's plenty of teams that, if he says he's healthy, would take that shot. Yeah, no, and their doctor's going to have to put a lot on the line. I hate to say that we spent thirty seconds on Golden State, Denver, but we'll talk about Golden State when they potentially play the winner of Memphis, Minnesota, in a few days. So, uh, speaking of Memphis, Minnesota. Has this been Minnesota, your I'm offering my services. Pay me to come
1: out there. I will try. I will go on the court to protest. Make sure you get that W, um, because that trend's still going. I said that as a joke last week, and, and it's, it's still, still going. Thing. Like it, my theory has not been proven wrong. Yeah, NBA um, Twitter they've lost on all too. three games without a protester and won the three counting the play-in in which there were so. There's three analysis. Memphis looks great. Um, I was impressed by Minnesota. This is an incredible year for them. Regardless of how this ends, this is an incredible year for them. It shows just how insane a year of healthy Carl Anthony Towns, the first year of healthy Carl Anthony Towns, could look in Minnesota. Um, He can absolutely be the guy. Anthony Edwards is an incredible scorer. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell, as he starts to, like, ease into whatever his role ends up being in the NBA, can work out there. They got a lot of guys like Jaden McDaniels who have so much length. They're really dogs off the ball who get out there in defense. Um, Because, I mean, like, that big three doesn't really play defense, to be honest. Um, but I mean, it's they a don't. great year for Minnesota. I think it's going to end in game six. I think Memphis will take it. Uh, they're a much more cohesive team right now um, than Minnesota is. But so Anthony, Minnesota has been a great season.
0: So Anthony Edwards has done the thing that I said Cat would do this offseason, or this this playoffs, I mean, and do the thing where, like, prove that he might be one of the best players in his position in the league. And really, just show people on a big stage. Cat hasn't done that. Anthony Edwards has, and that's my only kind of hesitancy on the other side uh, for Minnesota. Is I don't agree with that. (laughs) No, like I'm not putting Anthony Edwards near the best small forwards or shooting guards in the NBA. Putting himself on the map. Let me clarify. He's on the map, sure. Putting putting himself on the map for people that might not have really realized in Minnesota that he's that great um cat has i wouldn't say he struggled necessarily this series but he hasn't been like that alpha i'm gonna be the best player in this series that's been anthony Edwards, which is crazy to think with the series that has john morant um congrats to john morant by the way on winning most improved player on the other side of the ball i am really impressed with the taylor jenkins part of this who like you picked for coach of the year who we still will find out here shortly i think it's the end of this week we'll find that out on who won coach of the year but what he's done with the Steven Adams minutes, I think is definitely underrated um, at the first three games of the series. You literally could not play Adams on the floor. It was like quite frankly atrocious to watch him out there. <laughs> and that's sad. Cause I like Steven Adams a lot. However, um, they were playing uh, Xavier Tillman at one point, you know, like 34 minutes because they couldn't play Adams because of the matchups and stuff. And it just, it's frustrating. And you want to be able to get the best role out of some of your guys like Adams and, I'm glad that Jenkins was able to figure that stuff out. Jaron Jackson Jr. Pl- uh, fouled out in 19 minutes, so he's obviously not showing uh, some of the stuff that we think he can have potentially. I've, I've heard buzz of people picking him to win Defensive Player of the Year next year. Uh, I'm a little out on that, but um, I think I he's really like Triple J. But I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far only because of the fact that like there's Minnesota is not even that bad of a matchup for Triple J. Who's not really guarding towns like they're putting him in switches a lot, um, but at the end of the day, like you can't stop towns and you foul out in 19 minutes. That's in a series where I don't think cats like truly dominating. Like he should be. I, it's, it's the point. You should I'm go like, back and look. Some of his numbers have been stupid. They're kind of 20, 22, 12 and what? One and a half blocks. I mean, that's, 33 and 17, 28 and 14. <laughs> I mean, he's averaging in this series, he's averaging 22 and 12. Yeah. That's the, I was just naming so, some individual games. like there's a... they're, And they're good. They probably lost those games. That's the part that kills me. So, regardless no, they won the 33 and 17 one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but regardless, it's the triple J. I, I really do want to see more of him, especially if they move on in the series. I think he's going to be the reason they can beat golden state. Uh, I think if he plays like he has been in the series, they don't beat golden state at any point. So, and I think they can't, I absolutely think they can beat golden state. Um, it's just a, it's a testament to how well Taylor Jenkins is coached. If he's get a guy like Steven Adams and he's got a guy like Triple J who's fouling out in 19 minutes, like these are two things that you cannot have in a first round series against a yeah team like um, a team like Minnesota, who's good, like really good team. Yeah, and they're fouling out guys in like that in less than 20 minutes, it's just ridiculous. So Golden State um, looks scary. Um, I'm still
1: with Phoenix right now, but if anybody's gonna take that Western comp, that uh, NBA final spot, it's the Warriors.
0: So I was going to ask my question up front because the series, I think is just one of those. There's so many things to talk about. Um, so I have two things I want to throw at you. Um, I forgot to mention cat uh, is minus seven for the series plus minus wise. Um, so he's technically and it's I mean, terrible. It's, it's, it's going to happen when you're playing most of the minutes and you're down three, two a
1: hundred percent. He's
0: not, he's not a positive impact. Plus minus isn't like in a plus minus in a vacuum isn't always the best step. No, but in a playoff series where he should absolutely be on the other side of that, that's that's alarming to that. Um, and I think this series has been a great test for Memphis because I do think they're the better team, regardless. Uh, I think it's close, uh, but they are showing what they learned against Utah last year. They got they beat it. They beat Utah at home last year, and they learned from playing a team like Utah, so that they were able to take some of the stuff they learned. I think you can definitely see it being put to good use. Um, I was going to lead with the question, and I'll just end with the question. Has this been your favorite series to watch this year? Yeah, yeah, so far. Okay. For sure. I I mean, this has provided the most insane entertainment value. Me too, um, but I'm glad you led with the processor thing because that was a funnier lead into the series. I'm still right. We're going to let it keep rolling.
1: If I'm Memphis for... wins the next game, then I'm never proven wrong.
0: You ready for the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Go ahead with anything you want to go with with Miami Atlanta. That's still going. Nope, the series is over in five. As okay. of yeah, last night. Cool. you know why you don't know that? Because they need to stop putting the games on NBA TV. Period. I pay for a cable package that doesn't get NBA TV. This is my I'm gripe like to the, the NBA TV problem. point. No, and look, there's a lot of people complaining <laughs> about it. Search yeah, NBA I'm TV true. on Twitter, and it's frustrating the conversation. No, I think all of there. these games should be nationally televised. But just... 100%. The, the NBA wants to wonder why some of their playoff games aren't getting – like you're putting them on your network that doesn't matter right now. Your network doesn't count as national season. television. The NBA TV doesn't count as national. I know. TV. That's
1: what I'm saying. So I think that's what they, they need to realize. Like TBS, TNT, TV. CBS, Fox, sure. Yeah, that's national TV. ESPN, national TV. Like, they can make
0: this April is not a big time for the ABC network anyway because of the playoffs. Like they're going to lead up to the finals in late April, early May through June, obviously. So they just need to say screw it and play them all on ABC and TNT. Like it's not hard. They have the contract for the Turner contract is two and a half billion dollars, and you telling me you want to put it on NBA TV? Literally three of the five games in the series have been put on NBA TV.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's sad. Anyway, all right, I digress. Um, anything that you took away from Miami-Atlanta on either side of the ball? Nope. Jimmy B having a good series. As expected, I hope, um, for a guy of his caliber. A little more than – yeah. I mean, like, his shooting splits have been
1: way better than mm-hmm. usually is thought to be Jimmy B's shooting ability.
0: Miami is getting hot at the right time.
1: Hmm.
0: You just like saying that. I just wanted to leave the gap. In you just so like the pun. In. Oh, I did. I think they're. I think they're playing really well. Uh, obviously against the Atlanta team, who they just completely made look silly for five games. Um, that series very well should have been a sweep. But no, I just wanted to insert the pun there. Um, we have to address the elephant in the room, though. And for those that might not know what the elephant in the room is, um, Trey Young had historically bad stats in this series. Um, so sorry, Mason, but we are going to talk about this. Um, I have it pulled up courtesy of our friends at StatMuse. Trey Young averaged 15.5 points, six assists, five rebounds in 37 minutes um, with shooting splits of 31% from the field, 18% from three, and 78% from the line. You remember the thing I, saw, I talked about after game one where I was like, okay, cool, I'm Trey Young and I'm going to be guarded by Cal Lowry. Oh, and the Heat are going to switch and now I'm guarded by Tyler Hero. Oh, and they're switching again and I'm on Jimmy Butler. Oh, and PJ Tucker now. And bam out of it just it got worse every time they switched. He just couldn't do anything. Um so my question for you is is Trey Young overrated? Where do you rate Trey Young? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the same guy that picked him for MVP this year, so let's just take let's taper that, In that conversation sense, for second. Yeah, game. sure. Um
1: Trey Young question. is a very specific <laughs> type of player. I think people often get away from understanding what he is, and I don't mean this in a bad way when I say it. He plays very much like Steph Curry, which, like, you, when you think – listen, you got wide-eyed there. I know. I does, I, you know people the same are laughing. Style. At him. Yeah, he does. Can we agree on that? No, Steph he does. Oh, yeah. no. Young, I'm not disagreeing. Play the same style of basketball. Trey Young clearly modeled his game being a small guy off of Steph Curry.
0: To be clear, I am only getting wide-eyed. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I, I am getting wide-eyed because there is someone who, right, just then when you said that, who just went, I'm turning this stupid podcast off. These guys don't know what they're talking about. I didn't Click. say, like, he is <laughs> you know it. He plays like... Oh, you know, um, you know it, though. You know
1: yeah. it's right. And one of the issues with Steph Curry often is when he's on, he's on. He's hot, and he's going to hit everything, and you can't guard him. Sometimes he's not on. What Steph Curry has developed over... And then he showcased, especially in this series in the first round of the playoffs against Denver, is an ability to really get to the hoop, score from wherever he wants. And that has been great for Golden State. Um, Trey Young probably isn't as mature. He's not nearly as mature in his game yet. He will fall back on taking the threes when he's cold. And I think that's what we saw a lot in this season. Because with the shooters that are this good, and I am going to praise Trey Young the this, he is one of the best shooters I've seen in a while that's fair but even with those guys it's like you're hot and you're cold because they take really inefficient shots shots that you'd be like you'd scream at your players for stupidly taking he can take those shots Steph Curry can take those shots Clay Thompson can take those shots
0: but they're not always going to go in and when you go cold it's going to look really bad all great points Except you're saying that you know he's one of the best shooters you've ever seen. Well, he's not asked to be one of the best shooters you've ever seen. He's asked to be one of the best players in the league, and he's not that. And that's right now what the Hawks are asking him to be. Who's averaging, by the way? I, it, look, he took he took 14 shots a game and shot 31. I don't if think he, he wants to get there. He's the got to
1: bulk up, them. pass more, and um. She does pass a lot, but in this series, he didn't pass as much. Pass more and um, develop a more regular, more reliable drive to the hoop that doesn't rely on getting to the free throw line.
0: Um, To be clear, um, to finish out what I was saying about the field goal percentage, 31% on 13 shots, 18% from three on on seven shots a game, seven and a half. And free throws, you know, six attempts for 78%. So my testament or my point there on top of what you're saying is, you know, you're asking; they're asking him to be the best player in, in any series, and he's not that. And I don't think he's ever been that. Even when those, the Knicks stuff, like he's had the moments. Don't get me wrong, but he was the best player in that series. In the, in that Knicks series, yes, he was. But consistently, he's asked to be that guy and has not been able to yet. He's early, obviously, in his career. Um, I also want to note uh, yeah. that he averaged six and a half turnovers per game and a negative. You mentioned the plus minus in a vacuum, negative fifty eight percent, negative fifty eight.
1: Trey turnovers. Young, well right. turnover part. Trey Young has led the NBA in turnovers for a while now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it is a product of point guards who handle the ball a lot, frankly. Uh, Lamella ball averages a lot of turnovers as well.
0: So the flip side of my two part question is should the Hawks fans be worried about Trey Young as the future of their team? No. Okay. So he's currently. gotta build around research. them. Huh? Overrated currently, but not worried for the future. Well, yeah, because okay. people wanted
1: to say, like, he's taking the sap. He's one of the top five guys. He's, like, 21.
0: No, no he's that's not that's one fair. of the top
1: five guys. And that, and that's He's why one of the top five guys at 21. He's the greatest player we've ever seen.
0: No, and that's right. And I tapered that. Giannis didn't hit that it.
1: point until he's, like, 25.
0: No, that's fine. And I tapered that with the fact that you made all great points about the greatest shooter thing, but they're asking him to be better than that. And this series, he this is the worst I've ever seen a point guard play in a playoff series in probably the last 15 years. People it's have got to let these kids develop. They do, but I'm just guys like, get better as they go along their career shocker yeah. to everyone to let, you know, a one eight. okay. He's older than I said, but like, he is. Yeah. He was a senior, I think out of Oklahoma. He's a four years away from what is a basketball players prime at 27, 28. Totally understand that. Obviously some of that prime thing has changed because of the development of how good guys are now early. But regardless, my point is, is you, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with any of the overreaction stuff, what I am saying is we have we have to address, and we discussed how poor his playoff series was, and the Miami yeah. Heat made him look silly, and that's exactly what happened. They're, so, I mean, they give credit to their defense; they're, they're, is, they're insane. And what's crazy is they're not statistically still the best defense in the playoffs. That, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, they have the best individual defenders um, assembled on one team. All right, let's do Philly, Toronto. Uh, I'll open with the fact that congratulations to Scotty Barnes for winning Rookie of the Year. Um, the more I think about it, by the way, since we've announced these um, awards slowly throughout the la- last couple weeks uh, on our show, um, I'm a little bit of a fan of it now. I think I'm okay with it because it's like these slow releases—you wait for mm-hmm. that random tweet from Woj uh, or Shams. But that was club- about the like the Rookie of the Year voting was close. Yeah, I haven't actually taken a chance to look at any of the voting, like tiers. Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley were neck and neck. Barnes like mm-hmm. inched him out. I believe it. That's what we said would happen. That's what did happen. Mm-hmm. Um I need to go look at all of the um voting and how close it was. I haven't actually looked at the votes tallied wise. But uh yeah, first of all, congrats to Scotty Barnes, he has been really good in the series. We're in the we're on the verge of one of the biggest collapses. Ever, I think. No, we're not. Three o, three o against a young Toronto team, uh, and I'm not saying ever. I'm saying ever with a question mark because Doc. If Rivers
1: Toronto is wins tomorrow,
0: then we can panic. Yeah, no. Oh, that's fair. It's no, three I'm not to getting, two. It's not. It's not I'm like not it's hitting, three three. I'm not getting ahead of myself. However, they were up. They were up three nothing, and Doc Rivers is notoriously famous for doing this. Could be bad luck. Could be Doc Rivers. He obviously brought some stuff to the podium today. Um, That was a little bit of backup on his part. I'm not sure I agree with him doing that. But I guess my question for you is, who's the better coach right this moment in the NBA, Nick Nurse or Doc Rivers? Oh, I always would have said Nick Nurse. Okay, that's fair. You know how I feel about Nick Nurse, so I'm not going to move on any further. He loves Nick Nurse. uh, I love Nick Nurse. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Philly's depth scares me. That's where I am with just taking away basketball of this series. And you send those guys away to get James Harden. <laughs> well, funny enough, like they're not playing Maz at all. Pretty much. He had, he played two minutes the other night um, they're Yeah. And they're not, they're playing like Paul Reed, like 15 minutes a game. That's not a disrespect to Paul Reed, but he shouldn't be my seventh best player in a playoff series right now. And he is um, Toronto's. Showing that they can, I mean, they're winning these games because of their depth. Philly in the late third, early fourth quarters can't handle the fact that Toronto's playing eleven guys. <laughs> Legitimately, I mean, their box score from yeah, Philly has maybe guys, maybe, and like shake that, and that's that comes down to what you feel about Shake Milton. That exactly. really is what it is. So, but no, the Philly like the Philly-Toronto difference for me. I mentioned how like we're last week they're going to both slow the series down. They're both one of the top seven slowest teams in the NBA. And that's exactly what it's been. And Toronto's built for that. And like everyone was picking this. And then you and I last week were like, mm,
1: maybe we were right
0: when we were picking Philly pretty easily. A seven game bloodbath. I thought I was. I'm a little. I called up. it seven.
1: I said this was going seven.
0: So you were part of. The, okay. So I, I didn't remember that. So uh, you were part the of. At the beginning. Group. Um, yeah.
1: And then like Philly was up 3 0. And I was like, well, it's over. Right.
0: That's fair. I think I forgot that you were one of the people in the public that thought. Um, this That's was the, the only the first round
1: series. series I said was going to go seven games.
0: This was, um, I thought I was four. <laughs> I, I, picked, I picked five because I was like, Philly's better on paper. And, you know, at least Toronto's the best always got those guys who don't get respect that fly under the radar
1: who are really well coached. That's I mean, fair. like Pascal Siakam, who, I mean, he struggled so much, he went down to the G League for a while post like all star Pascal Siakam went to the G League for a while and it's worked back up to be awesome. OG Ananobi is the best kept secret in the NBA because nobody's paying attention to how insane he is. Scotty Barnes great. Gary Trent Jr. is another one of those incredible second round picks, um, who's just found his niche in the NBA.
0: They traded him, they they got him in a trade just right when they wanted to not pay Norman bell It was yep. the perfect scenario. They didn't think he would turn into that. Um, maybe they did. But he No he was doing like goal.
1: he was um when he got traded from Portland to Toronto, he was, he, was, well. he,
0: he was the three
1: in the one, two, three punch in Portland. Yeah. He was right after when he went past Dame and CJ, then it was Gary Trent.
0: Should have been Simon's, but I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I my thing with Toronto that's so intriguing is if you go look at this cool little feature on NBA dot com called the lineups button. Um, uh, you can see the most efficient. You can look at literally stats from every single possible lineup that's ever been played in the playoffs this year. And Toronto has six of the top twelve most efficient lineups. It's a good fifty percent, fifty percent of the top twelve. and I just did the top twelve to see if they had you know half of them and they did, um, did. They stood four of the top ten. so yeah, and it, it's it's a testament to nurse it's entirely what it is. and i I don't really I didn't really want to ask you this, but like do you think they win the series? No. Okay. Uh, I don't either. I just wanted to see where yeah. we are. Te- I'm temperature checking right now because it's game, f- you know, got to do game six. So I do. <laughs> they <play> tonight. <laughs> would I think it's really funny if they did?
1: Yeah, because 100%. the meltdown in Philadelphia would be amazing. I'm almost, I kind of
0: hope for it a little bit, but. The meltdown in Philly would be incredible, but um, no, I don't think it will happen. All right, let's do Milwaukee Chicago because I think this is the Eastern version of the of the Warriors-Negus series. Still going. <laughs> uh, the Bulls won a miracle game too on DeRozan's thirty-six points. That's how. Um, I You're ready that's for Milwaukee to
1: play a game that's interesting to me.
0: I mean, all these games have been interesting just because Giannis has averaged, uh, and I have it pulled here, twenty-seven and a half points per game, fourteen and a half rebounds. That's three and a half more than his season average, uh, and seven assists per game. Like. Giannis is just taking up another level. and obviously, Freak they have nothing to Freak is going to do
1: freakish things. Yeah,
0: they they have nothing to stop him. Obviously, this is sad because from the Bulls' point of view, it's they're depleted. They're depleted even say more. One thing
1: you, you say they have nothing to stop him. I challenge you to tell me right now who has something to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA. It's,
0: it's the an world. oblivious statement.
1: Is does anyone?
0: It's an oblivious statement. It's an oblivious statement. You know that. So, as a Giannis <laughs> fan, you know it. that. So. The My strategy,
1: if I were a team defending, sorry, I'm going down a rabbit hole for a second, defending the Bucks would be stop Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. (laughs) Yeah, no, and that's the strategy. I would try to stop Giannis.
0: That's the strategy. That's obviously the strategy. The problem is they don't have have anybody to do that either. Yeah. Um, Because they're depleted. That was the point I was about to make was they're even more depleted than we thought. Obviously, they're missing Paul. um, But Game 5 will be played without Levine due to COVID-19 protocols, and then Caruso is out due to a concussion. So... They're literally their best guard is Ayo DeSumo. Ayo, another good second round. Watch the second round, kids. In game five of a playoff series, you don't want Ayo DeSumo. You want Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and Alex Caruso. That's the point I'm making. I was just um, giving Ayo like props for the 100%. impressive season. He, <laughs> he had a great he had a great <laughs> season. He really did. Um This is just a testament to just the Bucks getting I think a couple of these teams that are playing these matchups worst case scenario for, 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 Chicago, I have to say, like they could have literally played anyone else. And I think the series would have been a little more fun if they're healthy, but they fully healthy motto a motto. I still think the series is five. That's the part that yeah. kills me about this. Um, and that's, I'm sorry, Nick, Evan, and Dan, we three friends of the show. Literally are. great season. Fans. guys. Great. Seriously. Season. Like seriously, this is not a lot a to build on. on for real. I, we can discuss that later. I, we may have one of them on to discuss. I mean, that cause I'm, not, I'm not
1: sure. I, I don't see a scenario where I don't have Chicago in my top six in the preseason, going into
0: next season in the East, top six in the East, going. Into you're next assuming. Season. You're assuming they resigned Zach Levine. Well, yeah, isn't everyone assuming that? It's not guaranteed. <laughs> I Feel like that's most people's assumptions. that That's that. what I would think too, but you never know. So uh, maybe uh, Nick Evan Dan, uh, we need to have you on in the offseason to talk about the Bulls because. Very, very interesting offseason coming up. That was actually one of my questions. Is Zach Levine gone in free agency? You clearly don't think so. Um, and then the other question is, who is more important to the Bucks for them to make a run right now, Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton? I have two for you. Always Chris Middleton. Interesting, really? He's a m- I love Drew Holiday. Chris Middleton's a much better player. Uh, Brook Lopez or Sergio Baca is the other one. That one's tough. Down the stretch, it's going to be surge from a defensive perspective. Yeah, Lopez is definitely not the same Lopez we, we've seen in the last five years. Unfortunately, that's just a testament to his age. But uh, I still think he he can be really important. And, like, if they're in the finals and he hits four or five threes in a game that yeah. has a couple important blocks, I think it really yeah. comes down to I mean, that. it's
1: just I think, like, it's going to come down
0: to them needing defense down the stretch, and that's why I went with Ibaka. Yep. Who's basically been the P.J. Tucker role for them. They yeah. basically just took P.J. Tucker out – and inserted Sergio It cost them Dante DiVincenzo, but, I mean, you got a potential Sergio for a title run. So, nonetheless, I was really high on that four-team trade, like we talked about. All right, let's end with this before we do some trivia. Um, the series that, that no one, bye bye, literally, literally no one picked. Bye-bye, <laughs> Brooklyn. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, Brooklyn is currently in Cancun, um, and... <laughs> Yeah, KD, so, Kyrie, and LeBron
1: are sitting around a table talking about what went wrong. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's tough.
1: That's what uh, everyone's... What's the joke everyone's making?
0: <laughs> I posted a few... Uh, or I reposted a couple Or maybe stories. they're talking about
1: teaming up next year. Who knows?
0: Right. Check out our story. It'll still be up by the time. It'll still be up uh, by the time you see this. If not, I'll repost it again to our, to our story on Instagram. This is a plug for Instagram because we want people to get on there. We're posting some fire content, but um, it was like the. Uh, I can't even really describe it. There was some hysterical lookalikes of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving without their former players with them, and it was. I mean, just go look. I can't really describe it. This is an audio podcast. Um, I have three points I want to make that I think are really important. Uh, Boston's been the best overall team this postseason so far, and the stats and the eye test for me back it up. I've been telling you. Which is crazy, and for two reasons it's crazy. Uh, Through today, uh, like I mentioned, we're recording this on Wednesday, April 27th, they are only 11th in the playoff in defensive rating. By the way, the team with two of the top three vote-getters for Defensive Player of the Year. Just remember that. Once again, Jason like, stuff
1: is in a vacuum.
0: It's like four days. But, but playing against a team like Brooklyn, and they held Kevin Durant to like the lowest shooting splits of his career in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. By the way, so they should not be eleventh. Um, you're right, though, in a vacuum. Um, so they can obviously improve on defense. The other thing is, and I've made this point with the Suns. Uh, I'm a big point. I'm a big fan of stats in the clutch. I, I've made that very clear. I, th- I think it's a very important stat, especially in the playoffs. And it is something that the Suns have all year, like I told, I think I mentioned this about three weeks ago, I was like, Devin Booker and Chris Paul are like 11.5 points higher than the third guy in in, in clutch points in the the last five minutes, whatever, right? In the clutch. Uh, It was not even close. Like, they were the best two clutch players this year. I pulled some clutch stats for the playoffs so far. And the Celtics have five players in the top 13 uh, in plus-minus in the clutch. Derek White is fourth. Al Horford, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart are tied for 7th, and Grant Williams is tied for 11th. Tatum is like 22nd on that list, which is crazy because there's a bunch of guys tied. But still, those five guys, Grant Williams tied for 11th, like I said. Those three other guys tied for 7th, and Derek White for 4th. I I think, obviously, it matters. If you can't get it done when it matters, the the Celtics can obviously do that right now, and they are just about as scary as they're ever going to be. Uh, and I'm I'm terrified. Just I'm terrified for the for the fact that this Bucks Celtic series is going to go seven. It's just going to be insane. So, what yeah, team is most likely like? That's going to be nuts.
1: That's my favorite matchup in
0: round two potential matchup. I guess. Great question here wow. uh, to talk about that in detail. Um, what team is most likely to beat Boston in the series this year? Is it Milwaukee? That's why I asked the question right when you said Milwaukee because I Phoenix. wanted to hear you. Phoenix. Se- okay, so you don't think there's an Eastern <laughs> Conference? It's a good point. I didn't clarify Eastern. Conference. I think Phoenix I is more likely Eastern Conference. Milwaukee. Okay, so we will potentially well, see the best Eastern series next series. Maybe Miami. <laughs> That's fine. It's good. It, look, they're both great answers. I'm curious which yes. one yours is. Is it Milwaukee or is it Miami? <laughs> I'll tell you mine whenever you're done, or I can tell you mine while you're I thinking about it. it. Uh, mine's Milwaukee and I think it's really close I think Milwaukee is you know, Going to make the biggest Fight Up against Boston even though Miami defensively It's just going to be a slugfest and I'm not sure so like, Milwaukee
1: if, doesn't play defense like Miami
0: plays defense They don't and that's that's the part we may be Overrating it a little bit we may not be I don't Know but it it's a Testament to you're going to have to do the things That you're going to be able to do if you can't stop Giannis. and I think the Celtics can Do that against Milwaukee pretty well but I also think Milwaukee can get hot at the right time Hit a couple of big shots. It's going to come down to just how close those teams actually are on paper, Uh, and I think they are. So, yeah, I think it's Milwaukee. I think it's super close. I think the Giannis is the advantage. And then we can save this one for later if you would like. But should the Nets blow it up, you're going to have to look at contract situation stuff because it is very, very intriguing. Because this is how many
1: games a season are Kyrie and KD intending on playing in the future? Is it forty for each? If so, I just don't want those players. I think there was a time when teams – there was, like, a short, like, window where teams that rested all of their players regularly did well. Where are those teams at now? Not good. Ron and AD didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Brooklyn did poorly. Uh, James Harden still hasn't really found his groove. Uh, Kawhi and PG haven't been there. Now, maybe they're going to be different
0: because Kawhi just took the whole year off. But – to be fair, Harden hasn't had a groove since 2018 in Houston to, to be completely upfront, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Celeste, he hasn't played like a full season since then either. Uh, this is the final year of the KD Kyrie contracts. So that's why I bring it up. This I coming, think – uh, no, you don't blow it up. You have Kevin Durant and Kyrie.
1: That's what I thought. I'd have yeah. convinced Kyrie to play more often.
0: I, I mean, he will be able to. convince now. <laughs>
1: KD that his sore toe is not a reason to sit out. Some games that are important.
0: Look at the end of the day, like they, this next year, and it, I think the, there's discourse with the Simmons situation that we can talk about in a few months. Like it's yeah, get him out there if you can, can get him out there. They were frustrated he wouldn't. He wouldn't even dress yeah. out, even though he had back tightness. Not that it would have helped. No, but you, I mean, like play if you're healthy. Yeah, like, he's still an amazing talent if you can get him going. I just, I'm not convinced he had back soreness, but anyway. Um, let's roll right into trivia. I am ready, despite the fact that you are up. I actually don't even know the score. That's how that's how frustrated I am with trivia. So hopefully you can figure it out in the time while I talk about this uh, question. You didn't so, score any last week. Um, I did not. I came very close on the stupid. So it's Jason still seventeen Terry. to eleven. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, you have a potential for the. You fairness didn't of the say way.
1: Jason Terry when you had it.
0: Yeah. Oh darn! It would have been seventeen to twelve. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, for the sake of fairness for this show, uh, I have a couple things I want to lay out, but you will get, obviously, for those that are new here, uh, we play trivia. Josh has an opportunity uh, last week. He gave me four-point opportunity, obviously due to the fairness because he started the season, he would get a four-point opportunity as well. The question for you, and I'm going to preface a couple things, with Devin Booker being out, Chris Paul had to obviously play a lot more minutes than he probably would like to against the Pelicans. Um, So last night, April 26th, he moved into fourth all time on this list. This is most career playoff games with 10 plus points and 10 plus assists in NBA history. There are four answers. There are four answers and eight guesses, like I said. And I have the the curveball or the wrench in your thought process is I have a hint prepared for all four answers for the first time. What is the question? Oh, uh, the other four. Sorry. I, I'm really bad. That's at like question. I'm really good at like prefacing all these things and then never yeah. like closing the conversation. Um, he moved into fourth all time on the most career playoff games with 10 plus points and 10 plus assists. You have to name players one, two, three, and five.
1: Okay. Magic Johnson.
0: I had his hip prepared because uh, I'll be honest with you, I was hoping you'd at least get that one. Uh, shout out to Winning Time and the TV show on HBO. Josh has probably not watched. Um, Magic is number one. That is correct. My hint prepared, if you say all these, I would just tell you the hint because I think it'd be funny. Um, my hint for Magic Johnson was this player has 137. <laughs> that was my hint for Magic Johnson. Yeah, that That's it. That's uh, my hint. 137 of these instances.
1: No, if this. Net, I mean, he scored some.
0: But um, Stockton. I thought this question would be a lot harder than it is. Uh, John Stockton is correct, and he is number. Pull my uh, list back up here on my phone. He is number two. Magic was number one. My pit for John Stockton was this player has been very vocal about their stance on the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. Um, I thought you would laugh at that. Cause I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I actually probably, probably would have gotten it from there. It? Uh, I, I, tried to to, I tried to come up with something. Uh, that is a good guess. That is your first incorrect answer.
1: Dang, really? Okay.
0: We Go I with the tra- cur- s- another
1: current player here. Been in the playoffs a lot. It's a lot of 10-point, 10
0: 10-assist 10 games. Russell Westbrook. Ooh, good guess as well. That is also incorrect. At this point, uh, since you've already gotten two, we're we we're probably going to be doing the trivia finale, which we'll do regardless of the outcome. Um, we might be just be doing it for fun at this point.
1: So, <laughs> um, you know, give me a hint.
0: 19-11. Give me a hint. For,
1: right, uh, I'm guessing Magic was one and Stockton was two.
0: That is correct. I'm sorry if I didn't okay. say that. That is correct. So I'm looking for three. Give me a hint about number and three. and five. For number three. Oh, okay. You're specific. Okay. Um, number three has never played in the Eastern Conference in his career. Okay. So
1: that was, I used the hint for my fifth guess. So I got three left. Correct. Uh, if I get this one right, I can use the hint to get that last one. Um, never played in the East in his career.
0: Ooh, that's vague because it doesn't tell me. When. And this guy was late. That's I would. I told you my hint. I had hints prepared because I knew you would probably get a couple of these, so I wanted to at least make it hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm
1: just kind of going through, going through. Oh,
0: let me just check. You never put it. Steve Nash had a feeling that, that one might yeah. lead you. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Um, I led you to water. <laughs> and you did drink. Steve Nash is correct, and I'm going to start drinking because of this show. Uh, okay, um, just double checking my
1: Steve Nash locations, and yeah, no, no Eastern Conference there. Um, the um, last
0: hint for number five, because <laughs> I'll have one guess after that. You're relinquishing a hint. Uh, <laughs> let's go with this player has played for three different teams. Okay, more vague. Um, oh yeah. I mean, there's a potential twenty bomb on the line here. I mean, wait, you already have twenty. Oh crap! There's a potential to double my score here, <laughs> or ten plus my score, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Grayson, you've uh, you can you can you can do whatever you want with the questions at this point. I could care less how this final goes. now. Can I just like guess the all-time scoring list from like one to fifteen next week? <laughs> Is there some way that could happen?
1: <laughs>
0: I'll just start studying now. I don't
1: think this is going to be right but i don't know we'll see to be honest i don't have a lot of guesses at this point anymore (laughs) that i can think of oh god we go through guys like it's tough because like there weren't a lot of guards on some of these great teams that won titles that had averaged all that much i know they don't have to be a title winner jason kidd is going to be my final guess i don't
0: think jason kidd's correct but it's a shot in the dark we never do this, uh, but just for fun, if it wasn't Jason Kidd, who would be another answer? I'll give five, you another Oh, pff, Okay, never mind. You went completely in the wrong direction with that. Um, number five was LeBron James. With, oh, yeah, with, I didn't. With 49. Yeah, I didn't think that through. Yeah. So to recap, um, Ron Braun. Magic had 137 at 1. Um, John Stockton, two had 87. Steve Nash had 51. So Chris Paul will literally pass him this playoffs, by the way. Chris Paul will be third on this list after this yeah. playoffs. Forgot to mention that. Um, Chris Paul is fourth with 50. So 50 and 51. Yeah, okay. he'll, yeah. he'll literally he'll literally pass him. Um, like, could pass him by the end of this series, depending on if it goes seven or not. I'm also kind of shocked he's only fourth, though, with 50, now that I think about that. Like, out loud for a second. Like, Chris Paul, every time he makes the playoffs... <laughs> Which he probably hasn't been a time. Maybe that's why. Maybe because.
1: Weren't he... as many times
0: with the New Orleans ones. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, <laughs> Nash didn't make them that much either, I guess. He made it a fair deal in Dallas and Phoenix. And even L.A. that one time. Yeah. Okay. they make um, it? A I, yeah, I hope so. I really I don't, don't think don't they know. made it that year. Um, that then was then the
1: drop. So they had Nash, Bryant, and Howard, the three MVPs, and did make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. We don't have to really have my nightmares, okay? This is. <laughs> We, we don't have to do that. Uh, hey, Brooklyn
1: did something more embarrassing this month.
0: So. That's fair. Uh, LeBron LeBron at fifth with 49. So this list is still very subjective and very well could change. Um, shout out to the TNT broadcast because I told you I've struggled with trivia in the past. I'm holding up my phone to the screen. I literally nice. turned the broadcast.
1: Yeah,
0: I've done that before. Yeah, so um, obviously the broadcast questions for the average fan is going to not be that hard. And I learned my lesson. It was not that hard, so I my
1: strategy was uh, I figured whoever whichever guys would get a lot of assists um, was probably where I would go because they're going to get t- ten points. It's not hard, so I
0: I know uh, I thought this list was ten assists was the hard one, so I just went down that road. I thought this list would be harder. So uh, what is the score check? Twenty-one to eleven. Twenty to eleven. Twenty to eleven. Nine point. So ten point opportunity on finale night. Like it's not over, over. That implies you have to miss points between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> you realize? You gain. Oh, hold on. Sorry. That also implies that I have to score points between now and then. <laughs> How many weeks do we, all right, you know, let's do this right now. How many weeks do we have left? Do I even have a fighting chance at this point? Let's just hash this out. Really we have quick. like at least six, right? Because we don't do it on draft chat, right? Which is next week, which by the way, shout out to, we do have our draft chat guest for next week. Finals usually don't end until we'll
1: do early June. We got six weeks
0: oh brother um i think we may do at this point because just of the drama of it we may like drum it up and just do whatever the following day or after the finals is just do an entire trivia only episode that actually would be kind of fun um or maybe 20 minutes on recapping the finals and then whatever yeah, anyway just give um, me like a big couple weeks give you a big handicap for the yeah. trivia episode and call yeah, make it like a charity golf match where like i get like a 17 handicap against like a pro that'd be great um, yeah, I think we have. So let's say this week's episode is one. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If they go to June 20th, I have eight opportunities. Oh, I have four opportunities. Sorry. Not including the finale. So that's cool. <laughs> um, shout out to Tyler Rucker from No links who will be on Draft Chat next week. And we look forward to talking with him uh, as well as next week's episode. We'll have most of the second round figured out. Uh, I don't really know how we're going to make next week uh, even more conglomered because I think we may not have all the series, which sucks. Review of the second round. I guess we'll have to do that even if we don't have all the series. Uh, I think we will by Sunday We'll night, mostly though. have it all at that yeah. point. Uh, unless if, if none goes seven, we'll have them all, to be clear, mm-hmm. They'll finish okay. seven. So
1: Possible. Potential.
0: Alright, yeah. well, this cool. has been fun. I'm, I'm, I didn't have fun, but this has been fun.
1: <laughs> Oh, that was a fun trivia question. All
0: right. Uh, this has been the Two Pointers Podcast.
1: I'm Josh. And I'm once again miserable. We'll see you next week. Come on, Toronto.